when you're done every Poppin' Animites, welcome to the Sum For All podcast, a podcast solely dedicated to the greatness that is My Hero Academia. I'm your host, Winger Zone, everyday wise here, and it's time to turn up Shoto style plus ultra. Yo, it's Poppin' Animites, Winger Zone, everyday wise is here. And we are here with the fourth episode, the fourth episode of the Sum For All podcast. Now, I have not posted a podcast in about three weeks, and it is a weekly, you know, podcasting, but I, I have not posted it, and it's, it's unfortunate. It sucks that I have not posted a podcast in three weeks, but the reason behind that is just me, right? I, I'm a perfectionist. I have super high expectations for myself, and sometimes I put myself down. I'm like Kirishima. I put myself down when I feel like I could, I could, I could do better, but I'm not doing better, right? So it, it's things like this that kind of holds me back from a lot of things that I, a lot of opportunities that I have to grow in the My Hero community or in the world in general. But I'm holding myself back and I need to stop doing that and continue to just express my love for the series that has helped me mentally and and, and get through a lot of different things in my life, which is My Hero Academia. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing today and every single week, every single Monday on the Some For All podcast, discussing things that we love and, and controversy things that we can dis- discuss about the My Hero Academia series and all the characters and plots and everything that we have going on with that. So if you enjoy My Hero Academia, definitely subscribe to the podcast and also subscribe to my YouTube channel because I do My Hero Academia related content. If you're watching this on YouTube... You're amazing. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, um, I said SoundCloud. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music or Apple Podcasting, I don't, I don't have an iPhone, so I don't know. Um, but I do have, you know, the little platform thingy where it does go to those different platform sites. Um, definitely subscribe there and check that out. And if you want to listen to it on Go, definitely subscribe on the different, uh, this different podcasting platforms, right? I will have those in the link in my description on my YouTube channel if you are on YouTube as well. But regardless of anything, I do want to get things out for like one second before I do start officially because I want to make sure I get in this right now. I do have segments and everything. I have a whole manuscript right in front of me and it's kind of kind of interesting how we're going to be doing these podcasts every single week right? We are going to go over the recent manga review. So if you are not into manga reviews or anything like that, or you don't want to be spoiled because you're an anime only, I do highly recommend you click off of my podcast. Now, I know that's kind of stupid for me to say, <clears throat> hey, people who want to listen to my podcast, listen to a podcast, but this is specifically things that are uh, that are manga related for this, this section. From there, we will be going over to this one thing that we're going to go over later. And then after that, it's going to be the main course, the actual main content. And hopefully, the, you know, this 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 podcasting is not too long or too short, um, but I hope you all enjoy and we're going to get right into this. Yeah.
So thoughts on the My Hero Academia manga chapter 255. Personally, I feel like you can't have individual thoughts on this chapter or chapter of this status simply because of how the chapter is. It's something that without context, you will not necessarily understand. And I don't know if there's somebody who is on this who is, you know, consenting to listen to this video. Obviously, you hopefully you are consenting to watching this video or to listening to this podcast. But uh, so, someone who who is fresh and who has just got up to the manga, but still is kind of confused as to what's going on in this chapter. Um, it's easily it's easy to get confused as to like how all this stuff makes sense to the story right because this is kind of like a side uh, a side story or a side series or a side backstory explained that has to do with the story but it doesn't necessarily tie into the primary uh, premise of the story so in order for me to really explain it and understand and review it I feel like I have to get a general grasp or, or explain a general grasp of like what's going on right so if you don't already know you have Isola sensei and present mike right so they have been called to go to tartarus which is the prison that kudogiri um all for one and uh who else who uh, not overhaul what am i talking about uh actually overhaul is there i believe uh kudogiri all for one and stain they're all there pretty much tartarus is just a prison where just really bad villains with quirks have or you know are in right so they are you know told for an emergency to go to that prison and the reason being is it has something to do with the potential of their past of knowing a specific person which is their best friend now we learned a lot about Nomu specifically in the last couple of chapters, being like the last two, three chapters. So from chapters 253 to 255, where we are currently now. And the whole idea of the high-end Nomus, which is the highest level of Nomus, is this. So the high-end Nomus have individualities about them, right? They have the individual characteristics about them. They can have conscious, they can make conscious decisions, essentially, right? And, and those conscious decisions and characteristics and personality traits are based on the person that, they're, uh, that the Nomu was created from, right? So it's not just them having their quirks. They actually have their personalities and characteristics, which is similar to, which is exactly what happens when, uh, when the high-end Nomu was fighting against Endeavor he was saying he needs to fight strong opponents he needs to get stronger and that's based off of the fact that the individual that was used for that nomu was a underground fighter right using his quirk for underground fighting therefore he was you know taking those characteristics of i want to get stronger i want to fight strong opponents and put that into a nomu right so with that being said we have kudogiri now if you don't know already Kurogiri is, in fact, a uh, a nomu, which is very interesting to know. But I think people had these, you know, speculated this uh, that Kurogiri was a nomu, regardless. So regardless of anything, he is a nomu. But he is probably the epitome of like what it means to be a nomu to Dr. Ujiko and all for one, right? Because he is a nomu that has conscious thinking. He's able to make decisions, but he is brainwashed to do a, a one specific deed, and his specific deed is to take care of Shigaraki, as he said multiple times in the course of the last couple of chapters. Right. So essentially, all Aizawa Sensei and present Mike is there to do is uh, to to see if 
Kurogiri is tied to a singular person that they may know, which his name is Shirakumo. So Shirakumo is a character that was high school best friends with, with Eraserhead or with Aizawa Sensei and present Mike. But he died when they were in high school for some unfortunate events that I'm not going to go into because that's too, that's a totally different story, right? He died from a, some, some unfortunate event, but, but his quirk factor, his quirk factors, his quirk kind of structure is used in Kurogiri's. So Gran Torino kind of thought that this is, you know, it may be the cause of uh, someone using his quirk or his body, right? to put it inside of Kodogiri to make him into a, <laughs> hopefully it makes some sense, to make him into a Nomu, right? And if that is the case, and if they, you know, having individual personalities and traits and etc., cetera um, are based on the previous body of that quirk, right? Then maybe, just maybe, the consciousness or the the consciousness of shirakumo is in kudogiri and aizawa sensei and president mike can bring up memories and thoughts of the past and have have kudogiri trying to have shirakumo pretty much come forward and to speak um instead of being held back by kudogiri which is something that i never thought would potentially happen at all personally right but regardless of what in this chapter like all, that's that's pretty much what happened that that's the whole idea of the premise of like this entire three three chapter span right now hopefully i explained that to the best of my ability which i did so hopefully you got it gosh dang it right <laughs> but regardless of what um in this chapter they actually succeeded in the in, in the attempt of really catching getting a grasp of like having shirakumo come forward into uh, manifesting himself in Kurogiri's mist, right? But it's it, it's it's how everything happened, right? So Aizawa Sensei's emotions kind of took the best, of the, the better of him. And all he was doing is just explaining that that Shirakumo is a character. He he's a he's love, like he is amazing. He if anybody was wanted to become a hero, Shirakumo wanted to become a hero. He wanted he was just expressing all of their fun and, and their good and positive times they had together growing up. And Shirakumo finally came out after a lot of emotion that was put from present Mike and Aizawa. And the only thing he said was hospital. Now the future of the series, we gotta learn about what's what happened in said hospital that Shirakumo probably was at when he was announced when he was uh, announced dead um because maybe all for one took him uh and and then put him with dr ujiko so that they can create a nomu or etc now for me the idea of you know just explaining this chapter you have to involve every character that was in it because for some reason characters are in uh characters are in other people's business like it was casual Right. And we're not getting this information sooner, um, nor are we getting any type of indication because these heroes aren't even affiliated with each other, which is uh, they aren't even affiliated with each other um, on a base level besides being heroes. Right. So characters like specifically who is not a hero all for one. Now, I find it interesting that Horikoshi has all for one in every single hero's or at least every single top hero's life. Right. So specifically, obviously, you have All Might. Everyone that that's self-explanatory. How All for One is literally affiliated with All Might. That's a whole past, a lineage, right? And then you go to the number two hero, Hawks. Now, Hawks is is obviously undercover in the Metal Liberation Army, 
right? And it, it, him being under Shigaraki literally is putting him under all for one. Therefore, he is still tied to all for one. And he's also, and Hawks is also tied to Endeavor, which all for one is specifically tied to Endeavor as well because Dobby or Toya is Dobby and Dobby is under Shigaraki and Shigaraki is under all for one, right? So all it seems like everything is coming in a circle. And if you want me to go further, the number three hero, Best Genius, was literally almost killed by this man. So he's obviously very, very into that man's psyche, right? There's nothing that's going to that's going to that's going to waver that, right? And then you go to characters like Aizawa Sensei and uh, Present Mike. And this is where things change. This is like years ago. So 20 something, uh, this is probably like 20 something years ago, right? So you have Shirokumo, who is who's announced dead after some uh, unfortunate incident, right? And all for one, it's perceived or obviously that he took the body of Shirokumo, which makes him an affiliate of the fact that Chirikumo is a Nomu, which put like it, it doesn't, you know, you get what I'm saying. So his character, his character is affiliated with almost every single hero in the My Hero world, or the verse, and that's something that we got to really talk about because no one's really talking about that. Um, but I'm definitely going to make a video probably on that soon. But <laughs> it's something that we definitely got to think about. Um, also, another character, Hawks. Now we don't get too much information on Hawks because. Hawks is just Hawks. He's just awesome. Um, but a lot of things that he's been doing are obviously has been skeptical. You know, like it's, it's been something that you're like, uh, like what what is Hawks mindset? Like, I mean, it's nothing really. We don't really understand him, but he, he is the number two hero. He does want a life where they can just chill. They don't have to worry about villains. They don't have to worry about anything or stressing about anything. But he potentially killed a hero in Best Genus. I mean, and now he's still undercover, but they they somehow tie him in to the uh, the Aizawa and Shirakumo and Present Mike case with the uh, the Nomu Shiro, uh, Kurogiri in this chapter. So it's just comes so confusing as to why but it's it's times like this is when you have to go back and look reread the chapters and listen you know really watch and 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 hear or read uh, and comprehend the words that they're saying so that you can get a better understanding of if it made sense you know to the future which is the current it doesn't make sense right <laughs> what i'm saying but it makes sense to me okay um but things like that are like really really interesting and i believe horikoshi is doing this for a specific reason now, my idea around this, uh, to wrap this whole review portion portion of it up, my idea around Horikoshi doing this entire uh, life and backstories and bringing different side stories in is for him to ultimately end up killing off all of the heroes or make it more justifiable as to why each hero is going to get killed off or at least getting damaged to where they're not important or necessarily a big factor into the future of the series. And thus, it's going to make you know, inevitably, inevitable for the new generation to take over as heroes, right? Because it makes, it, just think about it, right? Why would the main villain, main antagonist of the series have ties with almost every single hero in the series in some way that's not even, that's not positive. That's always negative. That's going to make them resent him once they find out that it is him that caused so much damage in their life, right? And the man that has all of these abilities, literally, he has the power of all 
over one, the power to steal and and uh, to literally still utilize and give away quirks. So he has hundreds, I guarantee hundreds and hundreds of quirks that he can use to defeat almost any single one of them, which would be interesting if Eraserhead were to fight him because I don't really understand, but it doesn't matter, right? Um, I feel like Eraserhead is going to die. I feel like maybe not die, but probably be like to where he's blind or something like that. He can't use his quirk or something like that. Um, and then um, maybe uh, President Mike will probably get punched in the throat something like that so he can't scream i don't know but they'll be in a position where they cannot use their quirk anymore and furthermore with it comes to the 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 content the uh the rest of the heroes being endeavor hawks um i mean best genius we don't even know what he's doing i mean i don't think that any midnight i mean all the all the i said midnight specifically because you know <laughs> midnight's midnight but all of the heroes uh all the heroes and the and the and the teachers, I guess you would say, the teachers and the UA school, I feel like all of them are going to be put in a position to where they cannot, uh, they cannot be a a hero anymore. And this is going to force the new generation to go up. But that's just my ideas of the review. Um, just just mainly, just trying to be super vague because I want to open it up for ideas and discussion. I feel like if you go too specific, then you go so far left and so far right. But if you keep it vague, but just enough for you to get all the information there, we can definitely have a better discussion as to what's going to happen in the future and look in the past to see if there's any nit or tips or, or anything that's going to help us when it comes to looking at the future of the series, right? But it was really, really good. Now we're going to go into our next segment of the goddamn show. So, Stay tuned for that. Welcome to the segment of the show that I like to call QOTW, which is a mouthful. So I'm just going to say quirk of the week. And it's very self-explanatory. It's the quirk of the week because weeks are quirks and quirks are interesting. And that means weeks are interesting. I don't know. But quirk of the week is a, is, is a segment that we're going to be breaking down one quirk. Now, this week is going to be vague because because it's vague and obviously i want to make sure that i'm getting everything squared away generally right but next week we're probably a little bit more extensive if you all would like leave me feedback but let me know but regardless of what i would like series like this to be something that you all choose for me to do right so what we're going to have have to have done with this specifically is one or two things right or one thing specifically but two ways of doing this one thing and these two ways of being able to decide what quirk that I discuss in my quirk of the week is to either comment down in the comment section of my YouTube video, my YouTube video of my podcast that I'm going to be posting on my YouTube, like I just said, my YouTube, <laughs> and a comment down in the comment section of uh, my YouTube video and put whatever quirk you want me to analyze or to review and explain for that week. And the most likes from that would probably be uh, the number one. And then from on my Twitter, you can do the exact same. Now, my Twitter is Mangavation, M-A-N-G-A-V-A-T-I-O-N, Mangavation. My YouTube is also Mangavation. And all you have to do for Twitter is do the same. Um, for both, definitely hashtag Q-O-T-W. Just hashtag Q-O-T-W with whatever quirk that you want me to do. And then that'll be that. <laughs> From there on, we're going to have it to where it's a hierarchy of power um, because the best wins and the losers lose. 
Yeah, but today's quirk or this week's quirk is going to be a quirk that revolves around the main course of this of this podcast. And this quirk call is called Rewind. And it's a quirk that's owned by Airy. Now, Rewind is a quirk that allows its user, which is Airy, which is, you know, if, you, if you're into season four of My Hero Academia now, you know who Airy is very, very nicely, right? It allows its user to bring living items or living things to its previous state. Right, anyone that are in contact or in the vicinity of Ari at the moment of her activation, um, or of her quirk activating, they, they're, I'm messing up. Oh my gosh! At uh, the moment of the activation, their body starts to rewind to its previous physical state, undoing or bringing back injuries or modifications from the present or the past. She is capable of reverting people back to the point before they even existed, effectively erasing them from existence. Now, this quirk is obviously the most this most OP overpowered quirk that you can possibly have in the series, personally. But it's not really, but it is. It just depends on if you know how to control it. Iri does not know how to control her quirk, therefore she doesn't know how much she actually can 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 rewind somebody back in time. Now, I don't really know how she will be able to do that in general, but it does have to do with her horn and her horn size. Now, the larger it is, I'm pretty sure the more effective it is, the faster the faster it is, I guess you would say. Um, and the smaller it is, the more that it, it's not really effective. I think that also goes along with the activation portion of it. However long it is, or you know, if it's sparkling, etc., then it's activated. And if it's not in the small, then it's probably not even in that area or time of activation um that's a really really amazing quirk that she has and the reason why i brought that up specifically is for the main course of this podcast episode and the main course is the plot armor in my hero academia i'm going to try to debunk every plot armor that i could think of or that was brought to my attention in the my hero academia series now um, I, I want to let you all know that I, I I want to define plot armor in a minute because I know people are going to be like, what? That is definitely plot armor. And I'm going to be like, no, it's not. OK, <laughs> but obviously, I, I, you know, I. I I want to make sure that everything is squared away. So I want to make sure I get a, a clear definition of my idea of plot armor um, because it's going to change the entire idea of this, of, of this segment, obviously. Right. Um, but I did. I made a post on Reddit. I definitely, you know, made sure I got different ideas um, from different people with different ideas on the uh, plot armor in My Hero Academia. And I got a couple of them. Um, just what I have six have six of them so i don't want to be too long on all of them but it doesn't matter if i'm too long or not because this is a podcast and you like listening to my hero academia stuff right so uh i do have i do have six of these these different topics that people brought now some of them were just like whatever but these are topics that people put on my uh you know on in the comments of the of the reddit post so therefore i mean i'm going to just use all of them because it just makes sense right because then i can explain and elaborate a little bit on my on my idea so if they are plot armor and why they're 
why they why it is why it's not now uh, to be clear to go off the head my idea of plot armor is is kind of skewed right so plot armor <laughs> plot armor in a good sense right is is literally everything that happens in a story like so like that that's kind of that's kind of why i say what i'm saying like i understand that everything is plot armor like in a story like everything is going a ways so that a story can be told it's i understand that however when i think of plot armor um in the series when it comes to these you know the series i don't think of the positive aspect of plot armor i think of the negative aspect of plot armor that makes people think oh man that would not that would never happen if this and xyz i'm so upset at these different things because they're happening when it wouldn't happen in these circumstances right I'm going against those ideas and 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 showing that that not necessarily everything is plot armor in a no not in, nothing in my hero academic besides one thing is plot armor in a negative way in my opinion um obviously you know maybe using headcanon it doesn't change the fact of anything regardless of anything regardless of that I, I do want to explain that you know my version of plot armor is understanding that plot armor does exist because it does. I mean, it's impossible to not that, to have a story from beginning to an end without plot armor. It's, it's literally impossible for you to do that. Everything has to happen a certain way for, or it can go multiple ways, but regardless of what, everything has to happen for your character to get to its end goal, unless you want the character to not get to the end goal. And even if you want the character to not get to the end goal, Everything must happen in a certain way or in multiple ways for the character to not get to the end goal. So regardless of what, plot armor is a thing. However, it is not a negative thing in the My Hero Academia world. And I'm going to explain that as clearly as I possibly can right now. Now we're going to start with number one. Okay, we're going to start with number one. Now, what is it? Okay, so I have it right here on the screen. It says... Uh, this who this whoever this person is forgot the name. Uh, it says all for one. Uh, no, the number one plot armor or one plot armor is all for one being stupid uh, to just stand back and spam his attack until all might energy run out. So it's pretty much explaining. I don't. He, that's exactly how he said it. So it's he's pretty much mentioning the fact that all for one could have beaten all might um, and the Hosu incident, obviously, um, but he held back. Because, you know, and just didn't just keep spamming his attack until All Might ran out of energy. And I want to explain that that is not plot armor at all in the slightest. It is not nowhere near type of plot armor. Why? Characteristics of, of, a, of, a, of a character, a personality traits of a character is not plot armor. It's how they are. If, if you have every character with the mindset of I'm going to rush them, that's horrible, horrible, horrible writing. Yeah, that's laziness, right? Now, it's it's important to know that specific characteristics of All for One is his relationship with All Might. Now, one, I'm going to debunk the fact that he, that All for One could beat All Might, right? Because if All for One could beat All Might, he would have beaten All Might in the past, and he would have beaten All Might in the first opportunity he had to fight, you know, to to even make contact with All Might in the Hosu incident, right? So. <clears throat> 
let me explain. <laughs> let me explain, right? So if you remember in the Hosu incident, the beginning of it, it started off with Bakugo getting getting uh, getting captured by the League of Villains. Now, once the heroes got in, intel on this information, and you know, all All Might decides, All Might and the rest of the heroes decide to go and invade them. All Might goes. They take. Uh, uh, they all for one end up taking. All for one ends up taking Bakugo um, by warping him to him. Um, and then All Might follows as well. He follows through the air, right? And then that's when uh, all, all for one says, oh, All Might, you've gotten here in X amount of seconds. Where typically you would get here faster. So you're definitely getting weak. What's going on? Blah, 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 right? If that was the case, if All for one could beat All Might, Right. He had the best opportunity to beat the All Might that was mentally and physically at his best at that point in time. But he did not. And the reason why everything shifted was because All for One knew that he had baggage to explain and express to All Might that would make him mentally weak. And that's exactly what he did. The first incident was when uh, was when All Might was going in for a punch. Uh, yeah, was when All Might was going in for a punch, and then uh, Gran Torino was teleported from where he was until in front of All Might by All for One, and All Might punched Gran Torino, and that was one push of a psychological button in All Might's mind, right? So this is a slow trend of getting All Might to mess his mind up so that it'll be easier for him to beat, for him for All for One to beat All Might potentially, right? And then the second was the fact that he had to protect civilians behind him. So he, he couldn't go all out because one, Bakugo was still trapped and two, uh, there was people under rubbish behind him. So once Bakugo was, was saved by uh, the Class 1A students and i mean the little lady she never ended up getting out of the freaking <laughs> behind the from behind uh, from under the the building after endeavor and everybody showed up i mean that kind of take it, it took everything whatever um then all might could potentially go full strength however the last button that was pushed was uh, by all for one to all might to get him to psychologically just break was when he rocky was Nanas, which is, you know, Nana Shimura, which is All Might's Masters, uh, Shigaraki was, was her grandson. And that changed the entire aspect of everything because her grandson is trying to kill him for something. It, it, it's just, it's just, it's just so much, right? I'm not going to go too deep. I'm already too deep into it. Regardless of what, that affects All Might mentally. And it changed his entire, entire idea um, to where he couldn't even understand his philosophy of being a hero. He didn't, he didn't save people with a smile. He would just, he was just, he was, he was filled with hatred and resentment for all for one, for what he's done for, you know, for what he's done in the world in general. And with that psychological breakdown, he was not able to easily just destroy or not destroy, but defeat um, all for one as he would have if he was not have if he did not have to go through that. Right. So that's that's step one. Right. Number two. All for one is the type of character that would rather see somebody deteriorate than to, to just kill him immediately. He would rather torture somebody that he that that he hates than just to shoot him in the head and just let it be. Especially a character like All Might, who he, he who he despises the most, right? So it's not like, oh, I'm trying to destroy you, let me destroy you. No, he, he's like, I'm trying to destroy you in the worst way because if he was so powerful enough to do it, he would have done that in the beginning. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have to mention uh, the, the, Tom, uh, the Shigaraki situation. 
situation. He wouldn't have to fight all might in a, in a situation where he has to protect others and he can't hold, he has to hold out his whole strength. And he wouldn't have to use Gran Torino's face um, and twerp him uh, in front of him to mess up all might's mind. So that, that whole idea is debunked. The idea that all for one, you know, was just standing there and standing back and holding back. It's his personality. And also he was not able to defeat all might because he just wasn't able to defeat all might. That's just personal. That's just personal. All right. And hopefully that makes sense. Let me know in the comment section or let me know, you know, on Twitter or something like that, if that makes sense. Right. Um, or if I'm wrong, you know, say if I'm wrong, let me know as well. We can talk about it. Right. So the second one, what we at? So we have Muriel surviving five minutes quirkless. It says quirkless against overhaul while protecting Erie and overhaul not not healing his own uh, his arm despite him having the power to do so. Now, if you don't understand this, um, that was a nice little, you know, that's a nice, I guess that's a nice plot armor, if you would say. Um, if you don't understand this, uh, in the current arc <coughs> of the anime, which is the Shie Hasekai arc, I'm not gonna go too deep into that, because uh, everyone should know this by now, I mean, whatever. So you have Mirio versus Overhaul. Mirio has an overpowered quirk, Premonition, um, it, it's over. I don't care. We know it's, it's overpowered. It takes a lot to master it, but once you master it, which Mirror did, it's an overpowered quirk, right? Which allows him to uh, to uh, be able to what is the word? Manipulate. I don't know. Manipulate his body so that uh, every form of matter can essentially go through him, or he can go through every form of matter. So essentially, no one can touch him, right? Like this, is literally it, right? He he can also only uh, permeate part of his body so that he can punch somebody but they can't touch him and it takes a lot of concentration a lot of control blah 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 no one cares all right um but in this situation uh muriel was protecting eerie and ended up getting shot he sacrificed himself to, uh, by getting shot with the uh the anti-quirk bullets right i'm gonna just say that because i don't know their official name the anti-quirk bullets which which takes away his ability to utilize his quirk right completely right so that situation is really interesting um but it's not the fact that he lasted five minutes okay and this is this is an easy debunk this is not even hard one, he didn't last five minutes. If you read the manga, right, I believe it's chapters one, should be 153, 154, right? Chapter 154 of the manga, it literally is probably like a 30 second to 45 second encounter. And how the entire process went was like so. Once, once overhaul, um, I'm sorry, once Mirio sacrificed himself up to protect Eerie, Right. And got shot by the quirk uh, canceling uh, round. Right. What happened was overhaul got I wouldn't say cocky. Overhaul started explaining and spilling out the his philosophy to the world. Right. He was just, you know, oh, yes, it's time for us to grow and whatever. And while that happened, the one of his underlings was in the area because he was he got beat up. Obviously, one of his underlings body was laying and Muriel grabbed his body and threw it towards Overhaul. Overhaul was blinded. And once Overhaul moved him out the way, Muriel was already in front of him trying to punch him. Now, if you don't know, now you should know. Characters in My Hero Academia are not these superhuman people. Physically, or you know, or, or or anything like that, they they are they are regular humans with quirks that allows them to endure a little bit more. So getting punched by Mirio isn't something unfathomable, right? Mirio, the very strong character, 
a strong human, right? Strong because he trained his body. And with, I would say similar with Overhaul, but he's not. He's not a strong character. He can't lift stuff. He can't punch really hard. He just have a quirk that's super overpowered, right? So a lot of people think that it's just he would she he should never be able to. It doesn't make sense. They're they're humans with the ability to. That's like me getting the ability to have some overpowered quirk. I'm still skinny. I'm still small, so I wouldn't be able to you know take a punch from a random person if my guard's down. So. Uh, Mirio has better combat abilities than him, and and since he can't use his quirk, obviously all he all he needs to do is rely on his instincts to be able to dodge the uh, overhaul from touching him and be able to strike him. So he struck, he gave got got what like two three punches in and dodged like two or three, and overhaul ends up on the ground. When overhaul is on the ground, he utilizes his quirk overhaul to bring spikes up from the ground and injure um mirio that's like a 30 45 second encounter simultaneously as that's happening uh deku and and night eye comes and breaks in and from there they take care of 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 overhaul because i mean it's literally happening split second like as soon as deku comes in he rushes straight over to overhaul and punches him so that you cannot concentrate also when it comes to break you know your arm mirio was the reason why he broke his arm meet so 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 mirio punching him mirio punching overhaul was the reason why he broke his arm and in order to uh be able to redo your uh, re i guess overhaul whatever you know your arm fix your arm use his quirk you need concentration you can't have concentration if you're in a fight unless you're a goddamn guru so 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 he he didn't have enough concentration to be able to fix his arm nor did he have any time to be able to do anything with mirio it was like 30 second encounter so before in reinforcement came so that's not a it's, it's not it's debunked i i, I uh, it's debunked there's no way that I, it just this makes two months. There's no plot armor there. Let's go to the next one. So the next one says Deku learning how, uh, I'm sorry, Deku learning he can use previous one for all users uh, quirk within the first year and receiving uh, of receiving it and all might never found out after having it for 20 plus years. Now this is a very interesting uh, one. Now this is probably one, this, nah, this is one of the toughest ones that I guess you would say that I have because the information that we have on it is just, it's just not really always complete, but this is like my idea of why it is not plot armor. Um, and in fact, it is, it is uh, an element of the story that we're gonna explain in the next like three, the last three, of these plot armors right and that's the element of the concept of quirk evolution right so one thing you have to understand about quirk evolution um is that you uh in order to evolve a quirk you need to go through some type of hardship there must there must be something that you, that that you're that there must be some type of cap or some type of uh backlash for you to be able to surpass to get to that next level right so what i'm saying with this is all Might had the ability to use all for uh, one for all at a hundred percent from the very beginning, right? He never had too much of any type of stress or 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 hard time when it comes to utilizing his quirk from the beginning. There was no setbacks. He was able to use his quirk a hundred percent of the time, right? And that's the difference between Deku and All Might. Deku was not able to use that. Therefore, he had to go through the steps of achieving uh, of achieving that level. Right now, he's at twenty percent, but he can use twenty percent only for a couple of seconds, right? Or for a little while. He can't use. 
20% for like a super long amount of time, right? So the strain that you have to go through to get to that level, to get to those, get through those levels are different battles and hardships that you have to go through. Also, you can't blame All Might for not knowing things about these uh, his the espers. Nor well, he knows about the espers, the idea of them. But he you can't uh, you can't you can't blame him for not knowing about it because once he got his quirk, literally a couple months after he got his quirk, his his uh, his uh, Nani uh, Nana Nani Nana Nana his master died. Right. So like like you can't necessarily blame him for not knowing as much as Deku does, because Deku one had to go through the steps of evolving himself and his quirk. And two, I mean, he has All Might. Right. So he has All Might, somebody who he can go to to counsel him for the most part on this journey. All Might does not understand. Gran Torino is still there as well. There's so many different people with different ideas that can at least point him in the right direction. So, oh, I messed up the camera. Hopefully it didn't sound too bad, but, but that's my concept. Um, but that's my, geez, that's my idea of, uh, of why this is not, uh, why this is not plot armor. And the reason why is because you, is because the idea that, that All Might was, All Might never had to evolve his quirk. All Might never had to work on his quirk. All Might just had to punch and, and groom techniques to, fit his style of fighting, right? And that, the, the, the entire idea of it is completely different. The amount of effort that Deku had to put into getting his quirk is obviously, it, it, it will allow him to manifest more in his quirk than All Might. Because if you don't put enough time into learning your quirk, you won't ever be able to utilize the full maximum capacity of that quirk. If you're able to use 100% of it like it's nothing, you're not gonna, there's nothing for you to find because you don't, you're not stressing, you're not straining your body. And that's my idea. That's the one that I really want you all to really like get at me in the comment section because I feel like that makes so much sense to me. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it is plot armor. Um, but let me know in the comment section because that's not that's not something I'm so sure on. Um, but definitely let me know in the comment section. Number four. Number four. So some or someone says literally Toga, uh, literally Toga being able to copy quirks, then proceeding to touch over a hundred people while getting touched by uh, while not getting touched by any of them, while being damaged to hell and back, and one shotting all of them. I'm sorry, but Toga shouldn't be able to. Uh, so Toga shouldn't be able to blitz all those people while damaged like that, like it's nothing. I'm sorry, I'm messing all this up. I'm sorry, Toga shouldn't be able to blitz all those people while being damaged like it was nothing that was just plot armor now like i said the idea of quirk evolution is coming up for the last couple of you know the last the last couple i mean this is four and now we got five and six right so with this situation if you don't know um this is in regards to the league of villains versus the metal liberation army right so the League of Villains, uh, obviously, you got Shigaraki, Twice, Toga, Mr. Compress. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. They were on the verge to rescue, I forget his name, Jeez, it started with a G, but they were rescuing one of their own, one of their administrators, I guess you would say is the word, um, from the Metal Liberation Army, right? And while they were, you know, on their way, uh, they were ambushed by the Metal Liberation Army because, you know, whatever. Now, they're about a hundred, I think, well, they were like a couple thousand deep, 
type of whatever. And now mine, it, it's it's a combination of humans, like regular fodder people and heroes. So it's, 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 it's not like it's a whole gang of just strong, powerful quirk users. No, these are, you know, regular everyday quirk users and some heroes, right, in the area. Um, and maybe some villains as well, because obviously they're doing it for bad ways. So obviously you have to be some type of villains into that. Right. And that's the first thing that I want you to consider right, as to why this is not plot armor. You have to consider the fact that Toga, the character that is strong enough, agile enough, quick enough and feisty enough, I guess you would say, to to be able to attack and strike characters like Aizawa Sensei easily effortlessly while being tied down uh heroes like she 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 has she has killed many heroes she has killed many humans like just regular fodder uh fodder quirk users right like she's she's hurt so many different people on just so many different levels on on a large scale so an injured toga should be able to do whatever she wants i think an injured all might was able to beat all for one you don't think an injured all might and the injuries that he had would be able to bl- flick a flick a finger and blow up the entire like like just the entire area no it doesn't matter about how tired that person is when the characters that you know that are around are as weak as as weak as a fly on the wall that's one thing that you have to put in, put in consideration Number two, she did evolve her quirk while she was running away. So if you don't know, I mean, you know, in the, in the story, she got bounded in the face. So pretty much what happened is she she she, she was trying to suck blood from uh, different characters. However, the blood was manipulated by someone's quirk to where uh, to where someone to where you're you're able to explode the blood. Right, everyone was pretty much a suicide bomb, waiting for Toga to use her quirk so that they can detonize it, uh, detonize the, the detonate. I'm sorry, detonate the 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 explosion and have the blood explode. So she pretty much was almost exploded from. She was exploded from the inside, but it's anime and it's shonen, so you can't really. She exploded from the inside with the shock, etc. And then her body, she's got weak. Boom, she got smashed by these like giant knuckles things in her face. And she was like just dead. She looked like she was just dead almost, right? Now it's it was like a last, a last resort, like last uh exert of type of energy that she had. And she was she ran away. She she tried to, you know, she escaped, but she had the mental break of trying to be what she wanted. She ended up turning her face into Uraraka um as her has her quirk, you know, whatever. And then it turns out that she was able to, she was able to evolve her quirk to be able to utilize the people's quirk that she, um, that she, that she, that she uses for her quirk. So she's able to utilize Uraraka's quirk, which allows her to levitate things, you know, gravity <laughs> or whatever. Right. So, you know, her, her, her zero gravity quirk. So while she did that, being Toga, being the most agile, inflexible, and athletic character in the series, she used probably a little percent of her energy to run and tag people. And it doesn't matter if they tag her back. It's what's what's going to happen if somebody doesn't touch her. They're they're regular people. It's not like they're they're strong superhumans. They're regular fodder humans that has quirks like that's literally what they are right so uh, li- so it's sure she's literally tagging people and uses the zero gravity quirk to lift them up in the air and release them and they all die like they all fall down and die like that's literally how that happens now that's the, i i can't see that being 
uh, uh, being the a negative, especially a negative way of looking at uh, at at plot armor. Because I mean, I mean, like you can say the. I, I, I can get what you're saying, like when it comes to the, the, the idea of having your her quirk manifest at that at that point in time. However, regardless of what, she was on her way away. She, she was on her way running away. She got away. She was running away. And then she kind of went to a mental breakdown and then came back to do her deed. Right. So it's like she was already on her way out to be able to rest herself. Now, she would be able to one shot everybody there if she was healthy. Right. If she didn't decide to use their, you know, to steal their quirks, she would have been able to easily one shot every single one of them. So if she would have went back came you know somehow healed herself or whatever and then came back she would have been able to one shot every single one of them right so like i just can't see how it's plot armor in that way but i can understand you saying plot armor and the fact of her actually getting the quirk evolution and number five is quirk evolution <laughs> it's apparently this guy has a problem with the idea of quirk evolution so he said quirk evolution being tied to stress slash danger which allows for unearned power-ups to shift the tide of a fight last minute right so and this is in, re in reference to shigaraki now if you don't know in that same okay so it's about to actually go back now if you don't know in the same now, if you don't know, in the same arc, and just like a couple of chapters later, Shigaraki was fighting the boss man. Um, what is his name? Gosh, the Redestro. All right, he, he was fighting Redestro. And in that fight, Redestro has his uh, ability, his quirk name, Stressed. And the amount of stress that he keeps, th that he has, the larger and bigger he is and he becomes so big that he's able to literally like just touch grab shikaraki's arm and break it by just grabbing his arm like he's super duper he's big right so he's really big human uh, um and he ended up breaking shikaraki's arm breaking his hand so he can't use his quirk he broke both of his hands which he uh, which prevents shikaraki from being able to use his quirk um and a lot of people are, are just upset at the fact that that is like massive plot armor at the fact that quirk evolution was brought up moments before uh moments before shigaraki actually got his uh, quirk evolution and you know with when it comes to when it comes to obviously characters like toga you know people were saying oh th like that's that's what's going on like they just brought up quirk evolution right before and that is incorrect I'm going to debunk that right now. Quirk Evolution has been in this series from the jump, from the beginning of the series. And let me explain, right? First, I'm going to explain just four basic characters that you need to understand about Quirk Evolution. You have one character named Kirishima, right? Kirishima's quirk is, is literally revolved around evolution right kirishima's quirk allows his body to harden and based on and, and and based on how hard he is is based on how much training and resistance he put on his body the amount of damage and, and stress that he put himself through that allows him to harden himself even more that is an evolution based quirk now i know you're gonna be like oh it's an evolution based quirk but that doesn't have anything to do with quirk evolution yes it does because the base premise of the quirk is one thing but the extent of it is not the, the extent of it is is almost unlimited right so like think about it quirks that has different elements to it that are that are considered unlimited right elemental quirks are, are essentially those types of things right a quirk that allows you to use different elements in the world right so like it, it, it's just it's just it just let's go to number two go to number two deku 
Now, Deku, as I was saying earlier, Deku has, has evolved his quirk. Now, obviously, you can say he's gotten more quirks. Now, I, I wouldn't even mention the idea of having more quirks as the, as the evolution, but that came as... That came as well, right? So Deku being able to use one for all, and now he has Black Whip, which is from another um, all for one. Uh, well, I'm sorry, another one for all user, right? That that I mean that is a form of evolution, and he would have never gotten to that if he would not have you know put himself through those stress and damages, right? And these things are 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 mentioned and brought up through the training uh, through the training arcs that we that we go through when it comes to. Um, when it comes to like the the heroes teaching the students of like how to better themselves in their respective quirk use, right? Like they're they're telling you go through these type of trainings to to be able to manifest and utilize your quirk for longer amounts of time, put yourself through so much stress so that you can be able to evolve your quirk to a different level, and that's exactly what they would do. Now you have characters like Todoroki who is I who is elemental based. Literally, he has both ice and fire. Now this. Speaking of him, he hasn't gone through his evolution the right way, I guess you would say, but his father, Endeavor, has gone through evolution, right? And his quirk when he was fighting the high-end Nomu. And a lot of people will be like, no, he didn't evolve in his quirk. Yes, if you if you have a, a, a an elemental quirk like fire, the only way to evolve your quirk is through getting being able to utilize a hotter temperature in your quirk. And that's something that is significant because, I mean, it's just not cool. That's probably what it is. It's something that's not appealing. It's like, oh, your, your evolution type or how you evolve your quirk is to get hotter. It's like, well, yes, that is a very, that's evolving your quirk. And Endeavor hit his max. He hit his max as to what his uh, what his what his quirk can manifest as far as the heat that he can manifest, right? And in order to defeat the high end Nomu, he had to surpass his limits, and he had to force his body to evolve to a level to where it's hot enough or it's hotter to explode and use his final attack to defeat the high end Nomu. So if 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 these three characters are having to evolve their quirks and this is all over the course of different areas in the manga series or the series in general then then what are you going to say oh no th th it still doesn't make sense okay let me let, let me tell you this suyu the frog quirk she has an evolution it's called camouflage you remember when, when the beginning of the series, she was only able to use so many, just certain things. She was only use the basic elements of a frog. But now she's able to camouflage herself. Now, what are you going to say towards that? Nothing. So the idea of a quirk evolution is not a new idea, and it's not. And how it was used, how it was used, could be considered as plot armor in the good sense, right? Of oh, plot armor, because it's something that entices you. Like, how is Shigaraki going to die? What's going to happen? How is this going to happen? And this happened, but it's not something that was that was that was not fleshed out in the from the beginning of the series for or from the early parts of the series. It's something that we've seen throughout the entire series, but it's manifested in a certain way because of his quirk. It's it has nothing to do with that. And quirk evolutions has nothing to do with how uh, with, with what it has everything to do with what type of quirk you are you have rather than every single quirk. Because I don't think a gigantification type quirk is gonna be like okay 
I can grow my body 40 meters now with stress and anxiety or something like that. I can grow it to 42.5 meters. Like, that's not something that's realistic, obviously, right? But regardless of anything, listen, quirk evolution as a prim, as an idea in this series of My Hero Academia is not plot armor. It's been, it's been here from the beginning of the series to the end of the series. And that is that. That is not plot armor in the least and the last the last god dang plot armor and i've been waiting for this for the longest and this is what inspired me to make this video in general the last for or to talk about talk about this my podcast in general the last plot armor in my hero academia that people are talking about is eerie the existence of eerie and her ability rewind now as we're talking about in the qotw QO quirk of the quirk of the week, right? Eerie <laughs> has a quirk named Rewind that allows her to rewind the physical state of another living being, right? So that being said, if you don't know, now you should know, Eerie, Eerie's quirk was used as as a support for Deku in his fight with Overhaul when he defeated Overhaul. In order for Deku to use 100% of all for one, uh, of one for all, he needed Eerie's quirk to essentially reverse his time back to his previous state before he used one for all. Because as you can know, once he used one for all, 100%, his bones break, his legs break, you know what I'm saying? His body goes into a state of uh, pain and, 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 and not the good pain. Um, so, that's like a lot of people saying the fact that she was there was plot armor and that whole idea is incorrect right because she and the reason why that is it's because the idea that i said in the beginning of the segment plot armor right plot armor in it in and of itself right is is a very it's a very tricky thing plot armor in, in a good sense is needed because everything in a series is plot armor. Everything in a series is meant for the main character or the main protagonist of the series to go through the series and end with the series how it's supposed to end. That's exactly how it is, right? But things like this is not like that. It's not like Eerie so, hap some ha so happened to come along in a fight that had to do with, uh, that had to do with Deku and Overhaul. That's where the, it changes, right? First thing, Deku and Overhaul is not destined to fight. They were never destined to fight. Deku would not, was not trying to fight Overhaul. Overhaul was not trying to fight Deku. Nor was Overhaul trying to fight uh, Mirio. Overhaul was trying to go about his business and just take Eerie and leave. But when Mirio was trying to take Eerie from Overhaul, because, I mean, to try to save her, he then was trying to protect him, you know, to keep, protect her from leaving him so that he can continue his, you know, whatever, by fighting them, right? And that's literally what it is. Fun fact, if you didn't read the manga, <laughs> if you didn't read the manga, um, understand this. In chapters 255 or 56, no, 250. Five is when the actual when uh when Deku and Overhaul started to fight. I believe two hundred fifty five or two hundred fifty six is when Deku and Overhaul started their encounter. Deku comes in to save Mirio, right? So Deku comes in and uh, he he immediately tries to fight against Overhaul. Doesn't do too well. Um, well he does he doesn't do bad. He he gets a couple punches in. He doesn't get 
hit or anything like that. He, you know, uses full cowling and he he evades overhaul. It's not like overhaul is just overwhelmingly strong and faster. No, he just have a powerful quirk, like I said before, right? Then they transition and then uh, they transition him and why can't I think of his name? Him and... Him and Sir Nardai change. Sir Nardai puts up a good fight, um, and then he he ends up getting very brutally injured. Blah 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 blah. Right, and then from there, this is what happens. Right, Uraraka and Ryukyu, which is Uraraka's, um, who, who the hero that Uraraka is using doing in her intern, they come through the ceiling. They break down uh, from the ceiling using uh, Ryukyu's dragon quirk and Uraraka's, you know gravity zero gravity quirk gravity they, they fall from the ceiling and they break it down overhaul is like just live it like hey like i just want eerie and i want to leave that's it so he ends up taking eerie and trying to fly away from you know like tr- trying to jump away i guess you would run away um with eerie and that's it deku follows her so if if they were meant to fight, why didn't Overhaul try to fight Deku? Because they're not meant to fight. Overhaul don't want to fight. He just want to get Eerie and leave, right? So that changes the entire idea of the premise of the story or, or the idea of like the fight in general. If Eerie wasn't there, Overhaul wouldn't be there and Deku wouldn't be there. So like you can't say Eerie as a whole in the story is plot armor because Eerie is the plot of the story. Like she's the main person that is that everything is revolving around Eerie. If Eerie was never created or anything, the story would not have to do it. Overhaul would not have have anything in the story unless there's a different plot. But it's not meant to be a, oh, we're meant to fight and whoever wins out of us is like the one. No, that's not how the stories go. It's a... I'm trying to I'm trying to save her and you're trying to take her. Now, I don't want to fight you, but if you try to take her from me, I'm going to have to fight you. And he's like, well, I don't want to fight you, but if you try to take her, I, ha- I have to fight you because I need Eerie back. That's literally how it was going, right? And once... And then once, uh, actually, Eerie jumped the air trying to go, trying to leave and everything. So Eerie try, you know, literally tries to jump out of his hands, right? And in that split moment, Deku comes and catches her. Now, from there, Overhaul looks back and says, give me Eerie. And uses his quirk to try to distract, not necessarily kill, but just try to get Eerie back. And from there, Deku try, you know, literally, he's in the middle of the air. He he put he he does a punch uh, a one a one hundred percent he said he doesn't care about his body does a one hundred percent smash and, and and then he doesn't feel any harm and he notices that it's from Eerie's quirk to rewind to rewind time or to rewind the person's body to the previous time so like it, it's it's it cannot be it's not plot armor if 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 everything it's not plot armor just because things weren't fleshed out okay just because just because you. You know, her, her quirk was understood, uh, her quirk was understood, um, et cetera, you know, at, at least what, a couple chapters before, um, sure, you know, whatever, right? Um, regardless of what uh, y- you can say is plot, you can't say it's plot armor. <laughs> like you cannot say it's plot armor. I, I just, I just, I can say in a negative, but you can't say, oh, if Eerie, because if you're saying it's plot armor, you're saying that that the entire the entire arc was not important or like like you're saying that you know because i 
I personally believe that. I feel like if you're saying if if you're saying it's plot armor and your argument is if Eerie wasn't there, then the story would be different. Then if Eerie, like the reality of the series is if Eerie wasn't there, there would be no story. Right, like it's it's it wasn't there. There wasn't a mandatory bout to decide who is the fate of the universe or something like that. It's not one of those type of series. It's a I need to protect somebody and I want to take somebody and you know they contradict each other, so they have to fight even though they don't even want to fight. If they can mitigate this, they can they they'll go on their own. Right. And even still, Overhaul was still not trying to fight. He was just like, just give me Eerie. I, I'm, I'm just I just want to get Eerie to do my job and then leave. That's literally all he wanted to do, which is a horrible job. But regardless of what, it's still the reality of the story. So it's not I, I just I feel like I, I successfully debunked that. And if I didn't, let me know in the comment section. Let me know on Twitter. Let me know. Make a video yourself and send it to me and let me know that. Right. So in conclusion, I, I have successfully, in my opinion, besides maybe one, debunked all of the major plot series or uh, plot issues that are in the My Hero Academia series, not from my own picking or anything like that, but from everyone else's uh, ideas. Now, the one plot that everyone mentions that I'm not going to, I mean, I can't debunk it, is the Shinso versus Deku fight in the UA tournament, right? So I'm not going to, I can't debunk it, so I can't put that in here. That's like the that's like the one thing that, you know, obviously there's no, it's plot armor. Like they, the Esper is coming out of nowhere for Deku to be able to, you know, be able to create a shockwave to make him, uh, to make him lose his brainwashing like that that's plot armor of course that's horrible plot armor in my opinion i feel like it could have been better you know the espers could have been brought to in a better way but regardless of what i mean that that is the only main thing the main plot armor that that is not considered a good type of plot armor in the entire series right i can't do that um but i did successfully do that i also went over uh the my my hero academia chapter 255 manga chapter review um or a, a discussion base not necessarily a review and we did our quirk of the week now if you have any ideas or topics for the next week's chapter definitely get at me either under the comment section on this video under mangavation the youtube channel or go to my Twitter, follow me on my Twitter and go and just at me, just, you know, send me a message or send me, uh, just, just make a post on things that you would like to hear, um, conversations, controversial topics that you would like to hear in the Some For All podcast. Um, and, and definitely do that. I would, I'm, I'm open to discuss things as well. And eventually, um, once I get better proper equipment and et cetera, I would do definitely be adding and trying to get more hosts or people to, to not host, but more people to discuss this with so we can have a discussion rather than it just being a solo podcast, right? So so that's pretty much what we talked about today. Um, check out my YouTube channel if you do not do anything less else because I do have some crazy uh it's not really crazy. I, I do have a video that are planned for this week. I am doing explained videos for characters like Kirishima, for uh, Mina Ashido, and also I'm doing quirk explained videos where I explain their powers and abilities as well in separate videos. And I also have different theories and, and discussions that are coming up later on this week as well. So definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode number four, 
definitely subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe and support and show love um, and definitely share this out to all your friends, families, people who love My Hero Academia. But I love every single one of you all, Animites. You all are amazing. I love y'all. Hope y'all have a great week, day, millennial, whatever the heck is out the millennial. And I'm out. Make sure you always stand up and win your zone every single day.